0: Welcome to the Herbert Smith Freehills Construction Law Masters Asia podcast series. My name is Peter Godwin, Managing Partner of our Malaysian Practice and a member of our Asia Construction Dispute Resolution team. I recently had the pleasure of speaking with Gohan Lee, a highly experienced construction lawyer who is presently General Counsel, Legal Engineering and Project Delivery at Patronus. It was a lively and interesting discussion covering a range of topics, including his experiences and thoughts on the construction industry. The full podcast is available on our website and it is also available on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. The full interview is close to an hour long. As a result we've broken down the key parts of the interview into some soundbites. In this soundbite Go gives his thoughts on the options available for managing costs better in dispute resolution. I don't think it's possible to have a conversation between an in-house lawyer and an external lawyer without talking about costs. Uh, Now, construction disputes are notorious for being document-heavy and hence amongst the most expensive forms of dispute that routinely need to be resolved. Is it your view that the costs have now become excessive?
1: Yes, and we've seen the escalation in the last couple of years, which I believe is the primary reason that parties are actually... uh, more motivated to 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 settle an issue because when I remember when I first started out arbitration was the preferred uh, forum simply because it was cheaper than to litigation, but over the years somehow the arbitration costs have, have gone up substantially and and this has uh, has had a negative effect i believe
0: yeah and- in that context, there's been a lot written in recent years about how lawyers charging based on the hourly the hourly time charge is a thing of the past. Are you starting to see that in practice that hourly rates are disappearing and more creative billing arrangements are being put in place? And if so, what sort of things do you do you see and what do you like?
1: Yes, definitely. I think uh, we've got a different sort of packages, if you like, being being offered now apart from the hourly retainer. So we've seen a sort of uh, a lump sum hour, hourly kind of package where, okay, I'm giving you 50 hours of legal advice for a fixed lump sum. It is up to you how you use it. So if you find there's a need to add on more, we can, we can add on. But if you work within that 50 hours, it's fine. This is so much you pay. So there are many, many variations. Uh, right. We have, have uh, what you call... Uh, uh, people being seconded over from legal firms on a full time basis for a fixed retainer. Mm -hmm. So what the legal firms do is, all right, uh, this is a lawyer of a five years standing. I will charge you twenty thousand ringgit. That takes into account her salary plus, you know, some markup for the firm, admin costs, and things like that. And this person is seconded for a fixed duration, six months to a year. So yes, there are many many permutations.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, certainly we're seeing that not just in Malaysia, but also around the world. I mean, some of the things we're seeing in other jurisdictions, which I I haven't seen so much yet in Malaysia, are things like legal project managers, often ex-lawyers who are employed to do non-legal tasks, obviously at much lower rates, that historically have been done by associates, which is leading to better cost estimates, better tracking of costs against budget, flagging of -of out-of-scope work. That, That seems to be being quite effective in big cases in other places. We're seeing professional pricing teams helping to scope work at the beginning. So suddenly, where I grew up in a world where the client said, can we have a fixed fee for a dispute? You'd instantly say, no, don't be ridiculous. Nowadays, fixed fees are being proposed because we've got more data. We're using data analytics to look back at previous cases, and we've got a much better idea of what a case will actually cost. And then, obviously, there's technology for document review being used predictive coding, other forms of artificial intelligence. Um, So there's a lot of different things starting to appear as as tech uh, gets involved, and I'm sure there'll be others. But have you seen anything in your role that's been particularly effective, uh, which you would describe as sort of a newish tool?
1: Well, I think um, a lot of interest is probably in predictive tools, tools that are able to sort of troubleshoot potential problems early. And as you know, in, in our field of dispute, if these things can be nipped in the butt or uh, managed early on, it would definitely reduce the cost exposure if it were to go full blown. So that sort of tools I think will be beneficial.
0: Sure. And I, I mean, I, I'm guessing from what you've already said, but in terms of share communication, at an early stage and a willingness from your external counsel to sort of share the gain and the pain um, probably is quite a good attribute in terms of controlling costs on these big cases. Certainly my experience is the more you talk about costs up front, the better both parties' experience tends to be. I think a lot of lawyers historically have been almost terrified of the word costs getting mentioned. And when a client raises it, they sort of groan in inwardly and think, Oh, have I really got to talk about it? I think people are getting better at engaging proactively. again, is that your experience?
1: Yes. And I think what like what you said, it, it helps being transparent up front. And, and this is our experience with very familiar firms like you know yourselves and all that that we work with over the last couple of years. That it's 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 good to be transparent so that the client knows, then the council knows, rather than keeping everything hush-hush and then the client's biggest fear is always you get lumped with a huge bill that, you know, to me is counterproductive, then we have to go through every line item to justify why the amount is such. So yeah, being transparent helps and it is not contrary to what councils would think that clients are penny-pinching people. I think if they can see the value in the advice given, we, we won't, we won't, uh, we won't have hesitation to pay, right? Yeah. But be transparent; that helps. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.